You want to bet like the Not For The Bay podcast? Go sign up with BetUS Sportsbook, where you can get in the game. Provides multiple sports, online casino, and live betting. Has easy deposits, fast payouts, so sign up today using promo code NFD to receive 125% in bonuses. BetUS. Bet wherever, whenever. Coming up on the Not For The Bay podcast, we will recap the Monday night game between the Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Devontae Adams after the Monday night game, uh, taking his emotions out on the cameraman on his way to the tunnel. Uh, the all of a sudden firing of Carolina Panthers head, former head coach Matt Rule. And we're going to go ahead and cover this week's Thursday night's game, betting odds and spreads between the Washington Commanders and the Chicago and the Chicago Bears. Yes, unfortunately, those two teams are going to be playing Thursday night. But on that note, we're going to get you hype with Silent L. Ain't no love lost, I just move how I move. Jockin' for position, I fight in there with two. Whoa, I got these niggas rattled, got these bitches so low. Tell them on the tone while she blow on my flu. I got biggie dreams, give me, give me the loot. Don't put no selling on me, I'ma shoot through the roof. Every day I wake up, I'm tryna blow it down. The speakers knockin' weed, hittin' while I move through the town. I discover what it's like to say, fuck it. You can look me in my eyes and you know I'm up to something. Took a little minute, but I like who I'm becoming. All right, it is now 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we back for another episode of Not For Debate. This is the four action pack episode, as usual. Um, uh, it's 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 been a very, very long week, and we only get in it. Was it Wednesday? We're only halfway through the week. Like, it's been... <laughs> I don't even know if I even want to say this on, on stream. Like, this is probably, like, the scariest thing that I've probably seen in my life. Like, today, Chipotle is one of my favorite places to go to go get something to eat, right? So, I uh, go in there like any other usual day. And uh, I don't even know how to say this. Like, I just, everybody just turns around and just starts screaming as I'm, about, I'm, like, in the process of ordering my burrito from Chipotle. And like you literally see like this little kid, he's like, he's like two years old, two years old. He's just like passed out on the, on the ground outside on the patio area where they have the outside tables for Chipotle. And I'm just, I'm just sitting there just like in, in disbelief. Cause like nothing exciting happens in my life. That's why I'm like, I'm telling you guys this story right now, because I'm like, this, this never happens on a regular divorce day. So I'm just, I'm, we just sitting there just watching. I kind of felt rude. Like the lady telling me to turn around and continue to place my order. But I'm like, yo, like I'm trying to make sure the little boy. Okay. Like the little boy looks like he's about what? Two years old. And, um, he looks like he's about two years old and looks literally looks about one of my, my, my youngest son's age. And I'm just sitting there just looking and I was like, yeah. Just thinking, I'm like, yeah, when I get home, I definitely got to make sure that my son don't be turning around, jumping up and down all the time while he's while he's eating. But um, whole, multiple different people just just start swarming the area. I'm like, yo, like where, where there's nobody around here that knows how to do CPR. Like we're in like a very uh, important populated area and nobody knows CPR. And like 
I don't know the full extent of the reason why he ended up passing out. A part of me feels like he ended up swallowing something and he couldn't breathe. But it was it was just a very, very, very traumatic and scary experience, if we're being honest, even though I didn't even know the kid. But it could just end up happening to anybody else. But I just thought I would share that share that with you guys. Uh, I know that's. Uh, a very very low note as we just get into this pod but it it that literally hit me hard for real but i guess we can go ahead and uh go jump into this this las vegas raiders game versus the kansas city chiefs on monday night last night uh i want to i want to say well final score was 30 30 to 29 kansas city chiefs but i want to say uh, as far as the the Las Vegas Raiders, they literally had this game in the bag. <laughs> like, if we're being honest, they had what a seventeen point lead at the at the at the end of the first quarter. Like, they were literally getting things done. And then, one thing that you don't want to do against the Kansas City Chiefs is you can't you you have to play you have to play a whole game of football versus the Kansas City Chiefs and i feel like they Kansas City Chiefs play their best football when they're behind and where then when they're behind they end up you know they just kick it into another gear where they just start just throwing it and they're able to score on any given moment any given moment during the course of a game like we saw last year uh, in the in the in the playoffs versus the Buffalo Bills, their ability to get down the field in not minutes, seconds, like it's 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 just unbelievable. But I will say, when the when the when the Vegas Raiders came out during halftime, they literally had no answer for Travis Kelsey. Ended up having like four four touchdown catches. Ended up setting a record too as well last uh, last night. But I want to go ahead and take this back. I'm just gonna go ahead and try to fast forward this thing all the way down to the four minute and 34 minute mark where it ended up coming down to them. The Las Vegas Raiders scoring a touchdown currently sitting right now is 30 to 29 chiefs are up as they came back from a 17 point deficit. And the decision was made for the Las Vegas Raiders to go ahead and go for the two point conversion. And they end up handing the ball off to Josh Jacobs. By the way, Josh Jacobs was having a hell of a day Last night, I don't know what got into him, but uh, he was having a very, very good game. So can't really knock the call. Uh, Josh Jacobs definitely had the hot hand. You, jo- Josh McDaniels was definitely being aggressive this game, especially in the first half. We ended up making that deep, that deep touchdown pass to to Devontae Adams on fourth down, on fourth and one. So. You definitely know who you're playing with. You're playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. You got to be aggressive against the Chiefs. I get it. Uh, it's a possibility that you did not believe in your defense to be able to make a stop and to get the ball back for the offense for them to be able to put some points on the board. So I'm not going to sit here knock Josh McDaniels for making that decision. Uh, but uh, I don't know what it is about. Because this is the, like this is I'm 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 think I'm on board with the two point conversion. I will if if we're having issues stopping the opposing team's offense, I'm I'm going to go ahead and go for the win there. But at the at the end of the day, it's like four minutes and thirty four seconds left. Now I'm sitting here thinking about it. Like if they go down the field and score, I strongly believe they still had a chance to go. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and retract that statement. Um, 
with the time that was left on the clock with four minutes and 34 seconds left, if the Chiefs were going to go down the field and score, I feel like you could have had the, the Vegas Raiders could have had some, a reasonable amount of time for them to be able to, for them to go down, go back down the field and put some type of points on the board too as well. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a very, very questionable call, uh, due to the amount of time left on, 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 on the clock. But after the Vegas Raiders defense ended up holding the Kansas city chiefs and they was able to get the ball back. And then this, where it comes down to the, probably the play that is like all over the internet right now, where it came down to a fourth down call, uh, the, Kansas City Chiefs called an all-out blitz versus the Raiders. Um, Hunter Renfro and, and Devontae Adams were on the same side, and it looked like Devontae Adams was running a fade. But uh, both corners, both corners that was covering Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro were both were both pressing. So Devontae Adams ended up having to make an inside release, if I'm not mistaken. And like I said, he was running a fade. And Hunter Renfro, he was, it looked like he was running an out route. So they end up bumping into each other and the Kansas City Chiefs called an all out blitz. So the ball has to come out, come out fast. So Derek Carr, he knew the ball had to come out and he ended up launching the ball in the, in the direction of Devontae Adams, the number one guy, just to be up there. And unfortunately, he ended up coming down with the ball because Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams ended up running into each other. So. I get, I get the play call questionable, uh, will play execution. Very, very questionable. I'm surprised like Hunter Renfro ain't see Devontae Adams and Devontae Adams didn't see him as he's getting off the press, but, um, you never know what, what be going on, what be going on with, uh, with, with, with some of these players when they're in the heat of the moment. But I, again, I want to take this back to the can to the, to the Las Vegas Raiders. Like, when you allow Travis Kelsey to score four touchdowns, like he's le- legitimately the number one guy at this point. Like if it was last year, we could debate between Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, who is the, who is the bigger threat, but clearly it's, 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 it's Travis Kelsey this year without Tyreek Hill. Well, you got Miko Hartman and you got Juju Smith Schuster outside of that. It's, it's a toss up. It's a whole bunch of guys. So, Travis Kelsey, he's the guy. I, I, if I, if we're being honest, if I was in that defensive game planning room, I'd be like, look, we don't want 87 to get the ball. I don't get anybody, anybody else could beat us, but 87 can't beat us. If Patrick Mahomes is going to find somebody, it's not going to be Travis Kelsey. Like, let him give it to me, Cole Hartman. Let him give it to Juju Smith Schuster, but we will not let, we will not let Travis Kelsey score four touchdowns, let alone, break a touchdown record for a tight end. That's definitely not what we're going to do. And I don't know where, where the, um, where that conversation was in that, in that, in that game plan room for the defense. But obviously nobody got the, uh, the, the plan there because Travis Kelsey went on a tear. It's not every day you see a, a, a tight end go off for four touchdowns. So, um, congratulations to, to Travis Kelsey. Now, I just I read an interesting stat about David. I was about to call him David. Uh, Derek Carr, who is now one and four in Harrowhead Stadium, so he doesn't play well against the Kansas City Chiefs at home. Uh, but that's this is where we're going to transition into the um, 
the whole Devontae Adams situation here. Um, so that's what? That's four games now in the books. Four games now in the books where the Las Vegas Raiders have been in situations where it has been, I'll probably say a one possession game or or in position to win the game and they have literally blew it. And I can understand with Devontae Adams from where you came from, with the Green Bay Packers, a more professional organization than the Las Vegas Raiders, obviously. Uh, you could see his the, uh, emotions show on the sideline after the play, after he ran it to Hunter Renfro, you know, slammed his helmet. Normal, normal football stuff that I see on the regular basis when things don't exactly go a certain player's way. But the situation with the cameraman on his way back to the tunnel, I'm sorry, don't matter how frustrated you are, like, it's unacceptable. It's 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 literally unacceptable. Like the way it was described by him, like he just jumped in front of him and then he just pushed him out the way. But it just seemed like you just, I don't know. It seemed like you kind of like blacked out and was like trying to move it, take your frustration on anything that was in your way, and you ended up pushing somebody that was clearly innocent in the whole situation. Now after. The the incident, Devontae Adams is is facing disciplinary action from the league, and it's a possibility that he may end up getting suspended. Now I went over some of the comments after after they dropped this report, and some people disagree that he shouldn't be disciplined for this. But I'm I'm sorry, like you end up pushing a random innocent person that had nothing to do with the game. He's literally a a cameraman like he's holding the camera like who like you could you could seriously harm somebody just by shoving them from the back like it's it that's like very very dangerous and he had a he had equipment on he had equipment like you could seriously hurt somebody with that so i'm 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 as far as the disciplinary action thing i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of on board with that maybe a game two games if we could pass two games, I think that'd be a little bit, a little bit extensive, but a disciplinary action definitely is deserved for this one. Uh, it was also confirmed Tuesday morning that the person that Devontae Adams shoved, he filed a police report. So it's a possibility that he may be pressing charges. Now Devontae Adams did have a uh, before after his pre- for his press conference before he even got into the game he did extend an apology to the person but I, I just feel like that you can't really apologize for something like that so I, I'm sorry I'm just not I'm just not on board I'm just not on board with him shoving somebody that was innocent like that they were clearly doing their job had nothing to do with what was going on in the field. Like if anybody you should be pushing, you should be pushing yourself because you ran into your teammate. And I get it. Again, the Raiders are one and four. This is clearly something Devontae Adams is not used to considering the fact, again, he played with Aaron Rodgers. That's like 
it's a whole nother standard. But uh, yeah, you got to be able to keep your keep your emotions in check on that one. All right, so next up, bomb like mind-boggling firing at the beginning of this week. Like it wasn't mind-boggling. I got it. I'm I'm, I'm kind of not surprised about it actually. With the Carolina Panthers uh, firing head coach Matt Rule after after the one and four start to the 2022 season. Now, they they did some they did some shuffling around last year with the offensive coordinator. They were unsatisfied with the the offense as far as how it was being how it was moved last year, but. Consider the fact that Matt Rule is eleven and twenty-seven in the last two seasons with the Carolina Panthers. Not a very good record. Never had a winning record. Was placed in placed in the top ten in every draft the last three years, and it just did not decide to draft a quarterback. Like two thousand twenty, you got Teddy Bridgewater out of free agency. 2021 you traded for Sam Darnold which by the way multiple draft picks it was a uh, a sixth round pick a second round pick and a fourth round pick that he gave up for Sam Darnold and then of course uh, the Baker Mayfield thing this year but I want to go over some of the quarterbacks that Matt Rule missed out on over the past three years so 2020, you, I believe it was the seventh or eighth pick, seventh or eighth pick, where it's a possibility you could have traded up to get Justin Herbert because I don't think, I think it was, ba- it was set in stone. Joe Burrow was definitely going number one to the Cincinnati Bengals. The Miami Dolphins made a call for that pick and the Cincinnati Bengals weren't budging on that. So I'm pretty sure the Carolina Panthers weren't, weren't going to go anywhere near Joe Burrow with that first overall pick. And then the fifth pick obviously was the Dolphins that year where they drafted Tua. The Dolphins weren't budging on that pick. They definitely wasn't budging. So it was going to come down to the Los Angeles Chargers. Were they willing to budge? We don't know. I'm not going to play devil's advocate with that one, but you had the opportunity to get Jordan Love and you also had the opportunity to get Jalen Hurts. Now, the jury's still out on Jordan Love. Well, technically, the jury's still out on all these guys, honestly, except for really Justin Herbert. But, um, yeah, Jordan Love was out there. You could have got Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is playing well right now with the Philadelphia Eagles. You could have possibly went in that direction because he went out in the second round. Even the 2021 draft, you was put in a situation where you could have got Justin Fields, and he ended up sliding. He ended up sliding. Even Mac Jones, who ended up sliding to the New England Patriots in 2021. This past draft, 2022, you could have made a move to get Kenny Pickett. Could have made a move to get Malik Willis. I get it. These guys weren't exactly NFL pro ready. So maybe you getting another veteran 
getting another veteran probably was the right move. But at the time, at the time, you really still were sitting with Sam Donald on the roster. So really, there's no excuse at that time. So you, you honestly, you should have ended up getting the quarterback. Honestly, in, the, in, in that draft, you should have. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to give you those those examples where Matt Rule has decided to totally ignore the draft and end up going after some, I hate the word, I hate using the word washed because I, I strongly believe once Sam Darnold left the Jets, I felt like we was going to get something a little bit better than what we got. But it didn't end up being that way. Baker Mayfield struggling to. So I'm just I'm just starting to think it's just the whole Matt Rule offense. That's just what it is, if we're being honest. Right? Okay, so Steve Wilkes. He is a defensive coach. He is uh the defensive pass game coordinator and secondary coach. Steve Wilkes. If those of y'all that don't remember who Steve Wilkes is, Steve Wilkes was the head coach for the Arizona Cardinals in 2018. Pause. We're going to go back to that in a second, right? So Steve Wilkes, first day on the job, decides to get rid of defensive coordinator Phil Snow and assistant assistant special teams coach Ed Foley, where those guys are very, very close to Matt Rule in his time in college as a head coach. So we don't know what the situation was with there. When Matt rule, excuse me, what Steve Wilkes said in the media, we have no relationship. He just wanted to have a fresh start. I'm, I'm uh, paraphrasing that. So instead, Al Holcomb is going to come in as the new defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers uh, he has a relationship with Steve Wilkes in 2018 with the Cardinals. He was the defensive coordinator, and then he was with Steve Wilkes in 2019 with the with the with the Browns, and then obviously had some we'll be calling plays this year for the Carolina Panthers. Now going back to Steve Wilkes now, 2018. Why is that so memorable? Because of the fact that that was the year that Baker Mayfield came out. Sam Darnold came out. Lamar Jackson came out. Josh Allen came out. Josh Rosen came out. Steve Wilkes was the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals when Josh Rosen came out. When you look at that Arizona Cardinals team, the team was not very it was not very talented as far as players. Now that with well, the record that Steve Wilkes had in 2018 was three and thirteen. Very very disappointing. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because literally right after the final game of the season, he didn't even get a second chance. He had that. It was that one and done year for him. And that was it. And then out he goes, they clean house again. Like they clean house back to back years where it got rid of the general manager and everything like general manager wasn't even there that long. And then they went ahead and got a new general manager. And then they ended up going ahead and getting Cliff Kingsbury as the head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, he had a relationship with Kyler Murray, ended up bringing Kyler Murray in, shipping Josh Rosen out. So I feel like a whole bunch of people, players, coaches, was affected by that whole 2018 situation. Now, I'm surprised Steve Wilkes ended up getting the opportunity because of the fact that he decided to join the Brian Flores lawsuit 
against the NFL as far as the whole minority thing not getting a fair opportunity of being a coach. Like I'm 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 rooting for Steve Wilkes. This team is obviously more talented than the Arizona Cardinals in 2018, but honestly, I feel like this is this is like this is a golden opportunity right here for for you to 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 prove that you are a NFL head coach. Like I said, the talent level is 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 on a whole different scale, whole different scale. Like I would probably say the the Cardinals are way down here, and then you, the 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 Panthers, is up here. So let's go ahead. Let's see what what Steve Wilkes has to offer to the the Carolina Panthers. It's going to be interesting because we're almost a quarter in, and you're sitting at one and four in a very very competitive division with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, the New Orleans Saints are are there. They're not exactly the same threat that they were the last couple of years without without Sean Payton, but they're there. The Falcons, based off what I saw on Sunday, they got some work to do. But it's it's going to be a tough hole to get out of for Steve Wilkes. Like I can tell, this pod's not even going to be that long. Uh, last but not least, we're going to talk about this Thursday night game, this betting odds and spreads. Also, be sure to go ahead and click that link in the description uh, with the sponsor, BetUS, where you can receive over 125% in bonuses. So last week was a snoozer on Thursday night. This week is going to be an even bigger snoozer because we have the Washington Commanders and the Chicago Bears. Currently sitting right now, this game, looking at the spread, is... It's a pickums. It's a one. It's one point. Literally one point. It can go. It can go either way. I'm gonna be honest. I honestly don't know who to pick. Like, I like the Chicago Bears defense. If the Washington Commanders can't, if the Washington Commanders can't protect Carson Wentz, which they haven't been able to do the last couple weeks, last week. It was a little bit better. They will not win this game. We're talking about two teams in points are literally 26 and 27. 26 and 27. So definitely we're going to get something a little bit worse than what we saw last week. I'm sorry. Who picks these games? I, I don't know. But passing uh, passing yards a game, 32nd for the, for the Chicago Bears. Rushing yards per game. 28th for the Washington Commanders. Wow. I want to see I want to see the notes, excuse me, the uh the views for this game nationally, how that's going to look cuz I don't even think I want to watch it. I watch it due to the podcast purposes. But I I wouldn't even if if I was just an average fan I wouldn't even watch that unless I'm a Washington Commanders fan that's that's just that's just about it but somebody's got to win this game right so I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Washington Commanders and I'm gonna go ahead and well since it's a pickums game I'm gonna go ahead and yep I'm gonna take the one for the Washington Commanders for sure. 
All right, that's gonna be that's gonna be it for this Wednesday edition of the Not for the Bay podcast. We'll be back after the Thursday night game if I'm still awake because this game is going to be looking like a snoozer. I'll catch you. I'll catch you Wednesday. <laughs> you can look me in my eyes and you know I'm up to something. Ain't no fucking guess that feel like Kyrie, they no puppet. But the heavens need an angel just for studying. Yeah, you know it's always a vibe when some real ones collide. Gotta keep some people around who know how to survive. Hustling like a nigga just arrived. Around the clock, a nigga loses sense of time. I done been through some shit. Yeah, I've been through some shit, but I get do it for what it's worth. Can't show no love, but the respect don't come first. Can't pay no mind. Look me in my eyes and you know I'm up to something. Ain't no love lost, I just move how I move.